We're going to get into some things tonight that I know is going to be an encouragement to you. Because the same spirit that raised up Christ Jesus from the dead, not just death, but the dead, separated from the Father, brought him back to life physically, spiritually, that spirit lives inside of you. Not a spirit, the spirit of God Almighty lives in these earthen vessels. And you tell me we're going to be afraid of something? You see, we have a huge advantage of being believers. A huge advantage, a leg up, if you will. Because we are believers, Christians, born again. We have been raised from the dead, if you will, already. And the Spirit moved inside of us that day you said, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. These four that just came forward to rededicate their life, they've been refreshed by the Spirit of life himself. We see it every Sunday of people being born again in the spirit of life, the spirit of peace, the comforter, the spirit of God himself moving in and taking up residency in these people. Amen. Amen. Why do you think heaven gets so excited? Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit. You know, if Jesus talked about something, you'd think it'd be important, right? But what if he talked about someone a lot? What if he talked about someone a lot, especially in the book of John? Chapter 14, chapter 15, chapter 16. He talked about this person a lot. So if he talked about him, it just seems good tonight to talk about him. This, this message had kind of shifted. I was going to hang out in John 17. I love John 17 and our oneness with Christ, our oneness with the Father. And that prayer Jesus prayed from, chapter, from uh, verse 20 to, to 24, those, for, those right there, man, come on. Jesus praying us into unity with the Father and himself. You tell me that prayer didn't go unanswered? Well, it does it for those that don't receive. But those that have received, it was an answer prayer. We are so like God, it's funny. <laughs> Jesus said, if you've, seen the Father, if you've seen me, you've seen him. There's going to be some moving. Listen. The Bible is true. The Holy Spirit is a person. He's not an it. He's not a thing. He's a person. And we try to have this amazing relationship with Jesus and this close relationship with Jesus while, while sometimes a neglecting of the Spirit. 
Jesus, I just want you. Holy Spirit, I don't need your direction right now. I just want Jesus. Jesus, I worship you. Father, I love you. What, Holy Spirit, do that? I don't want to do that right now. Jesus, I worship you. It doesn't work this way. They, they, they all three are one. If you deny one, you deny all of them. <laughs> That's a little heavy. Let, let's start here. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 3. And we wonder why sometimes we, we don't live a life of power. Well, maybe, maybe sometimes, these are believer meetings, right? Am I speaking to the believers? Amen. Okay. So he, he might get in our business to, hi, to, to bring us up, to say, you know what? Time's running out. Things aren't getting any better. So we might as well go ahead and start using our power source. Let's look at chapter 3 of Ephesians and start at verse 14. It's a powerful little prayer. I want to point a few things out. Ephesians 3, 14. Paul says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family... Some of us? No. The whole family in heaven and earth is named. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit, where? In the inner man, in your spirit. Strength doesn't start from the outside. Strength begins from the inside. And this power source that we have available to us, the person of the Holy Ghost, he strengthens us on the inside. Not our flesh. He starts on the inside and works his way out. Amen. Right. Come on. Hey, man. Like, I just want to feel better. I just want to feel better on the outside. Well, how's your inside? How, how strong are we on the inside? Because Scripture says that's where he strengthens us. Strengthened with Kind of a little bit of power. And this is a powerful word. Might by his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Now, this is not Christ the person. He's at the right hand of the Father. This is talking about that anointing that was on him. Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. You're like, well, Jesus is in my heart. Well, Oh, okay, the, the Spirit of God is in you, but, but don't un, misunderstand. He's in heaven at the right hand of the Father. That Christ, the anointed one and his anointing would dwell in you. The anointing he walked on this earth with dwelled in your heart. How? By faith. We have to believe we're full of the anointing to see the results of it. Amen. Come on. Amen. Yeah. Jesus called the Holy Spirit numerous times. I mentioned earlier John 14, 15, and 16. He called him the comforter. Remember that? 
the comforter is going to come. He goes, I'm going to send another comforter. So I have to get out of here. I got to go so he can come. And he called him the comforter. When I hear that word comforter, I'm like, okay, what is this comforter? I think it's interesting that the, the things on top of our beds <laughs> that are all warm and snuggly just want to snuggle. I'm not a snuggler, but you can ask my wife. But those that like to snuggle, <laughs> where are you at? Sorry. Um, it's called a comforter. Does it work when you're on top of the comforter or when the comforter's on top of you? When does it get the most benefit? When the comforter's on you. Amen. Come on. See, he starts off in you. You're, you're on him. You're, you're, on, you're on the team. But then there's another step he wants to take. He goes, I want to wrap you up. And now I want to be on you. This comforting blanket now envelops those who have received what we call the baptism in the Holy Ghost. It's separate from salvation. And four of you are going to have a, I'm just going to set you up now, an opportunity, at least four, I know, to be clothed for the Holy Spirit to come upon you and put this comforting blanket upon you. You see, in the world, we do things, um, well, not, not us, we, the world. Let me rephrase that. They, they seek things to comfort their flesh, right? I know Christians, um, well, I'm, whatever, believers, Christians, that, that rely on natural things to comfort them. There's a reliance upon cigarettes, rely upon alcohol, rely upon little pills, rely upon medication to make them happy, to comfort them. When that's the Holy Spirit's job to comfort us. Now, I'm not, I'm not downing anybody. I'm just saying we're taking something away from him that that's what he's supposed to do. He, he's the comforter. We'll, we'll let Jesus be the Savior because we recognize, okay, I've tried everything I can do, man. I've tried to save myself. This ain't working. I guess I'll give Jesus a go. Okay. So how are those pills working out for you? That gets expensive, yeah? Cigarettes aren't cheap. I don't smoke, but Art tells me they're pretty expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Our number. <laughs> uh, are you following what I'm saying? It's like we tried to replace the Holy Spirit with natural things. We've got work to do, and we can't be in full effect if we're replacing one, one of the Godhead with natural things. We, this is serious business. Like, okay. Bitterness, like that? We just, we just went to Texas, Pastor Bill. This serious bitterness right here. (laughs) 
allowing the Holy Spirit to be the Holy Spirit. Imagine that. Imagine what that would look like in our life when we wake up and say, you know what? I've relied on these natural things for 15 years. And you can do this in the morning. You can wake up and say, you know what? Holy Spirit, you are in me, strengthening me. You're giving me the strength to overcome these natural supplements I've been supplementing you with. I'm going to give you that place in my life to be my comforter, to be my helper, to be my standby, to be my advocate. I'm not going to keep advocating for myself anymore. You advocate for me. Yeah, but bless God, I've been at this job 15 years and they ain't never said hi to me, much less give me a raise. I got to do this on my own. No, you don't. You, you have someone in your corner they don't have. You just need to recognize he's there. Amen. He'll bring you up. He advocates for you to the Father. Right past your boss, he goes straight to the top. I've experienced this I don't know how many times. There, somewhere in, in first or second Kings, I can't recall right now, but where it says the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord and he turns it as he wills. Yes? I have seen it in my own life. When you start praying for those that you are under, Lord works on your behalf. The same person that told me you'll never get a raise, you'll never get a promotion. That same guy came back three months later and says, you know what? I'm going to give you $20,000 more a year and give you a promotion. Well, wait a minute. I thought you just told me I wasn't going to get one. <laughs> the Lord said otherwise. I've seen it time and time and time again. He's at, he's at work on our behalf. Amen. Amen. Full of power. Full of might. Full of the anointing that Jesus walked on this earth with. And we get hung up on John 14, 12, and he who believes in me, should, the works that I do, he should do, and also greater works than these we, are, we look for the greater when, when we need to do what he did. Come on. Come on. I'm believing for the greater. I'm believing for the greater. Awesome, me too, but let's just start doing what he did and then let the greater happen. But he did what he did by the Spirit upon him. Amen? Amen? And that's who we have. We have the same Spirit upon us. And what I referenced earlier was Romans 8, 11, the same spirit. I mean, come on. The, the what? The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me? Yep. Amen. Okay. Okay. What if we start our day off saying that? 
What, what, if, what, what would our day look like if we got out of bed and didn't say, oh, me, oh, my, here we go again, but here we got out and said, thank you, Lord, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me, and he's upon me, and I'm about to go show the world who you are. Amen. See, we're not here for us. This is not about us. The, the whole, this is about them. This is about the world. He, Jesus didn't come for Jesus. <laughs> Unless I'm missing it, but I'm pretty sure he didn't come from Jesus. I'm here for me. It's all about me. No, he said, I came to lay my life down for the world, for people that was spitting on him, cussing him, didn't want anything to do with him. He came for them. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 5. Just turn to the right just a little bit. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17. We have lots of benefits from the Holy Spirit. Here's, Here's an awesome benefit right here. If you don't know this one, underline it. Ephesians 5, 17 says, Wherefore, but you are not unwise. Don't be unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And then he tells you how. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. If you want to know what the will of the Lord is for your life, step one, be filled with the Spirit. See, he shows you a natural replacement that these people were doing for the Holy Spirit. He's like, you're trying to find your joy, trying to find your peace, trying to find your comfort by being all drunk up on this wine. He said, cut it out and just be filled with the source of joy himself. That's what he told them, in my paraphrase. Cut it out. It ain't working for you. It's, this one's free. You ain't got to pay for him. Read it again. Don't be unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. See, those that this applied to earlier were I will remain. You're on your path. You may have lost sight. Maybe you've never had sight. You've just been walking straight because someone said, hey, walk that way. Tonight can be a night of you understanding what the will of the Lord is for your life. It can be. This goes back to Paul's prayer in chapter 1 of Ephesians. That the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened. This happens as a result of being filled with the Spirit. Filled with light himself. Amen. That's, it's, listen, the Holy Spirit is not um, 
kooky. This says he's pretty wise. He told you don't be kooky. Receive the wise one. (laughs) Amen. I need to say that. So, well, I'm going to save that. Thank you, Lord. So, there's a difference of being filled with and then filled with where he comes upon. Salvation happens, he moves in. Then step two is where he comes upon you. And the comforter is on you. There's two parts to this. Jesus said it this way. He told John the Baptist, hey, when you see the Spirit descend upon me and remain. So he pointed out the Spirit will come upon me. Acts chapter 1, 8. Right? Okay. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. See how Jesus explained it again. He made a point first about himself and then about us. Acts 1.8, but you shall, this is Jesus, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. That's our power. That's when we, that's when we become effective. To have a life of effectiveness as a believer, as a, rep- as a representative of God Almighty, we must be baptized in the Holy Ghost. It's the utmost importance, or Jesus wouldn't have told him that. Jesus' earthly ministry started when he was baptized and the Holy Ghost came upon him. That's when it started. Now he says, hey, your ministry is going to begin when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Don't you go until this happens. It's pretty important, huh? It's important. Um, it, it's very simple. The Holy Spirit is not complicated. He, he's, he's extremely gentle. He may express himself sometimes through, through preachers as like, man, you mad at me. <laughs> He's not mad at you. He loves you. He wants the best for you. We want the best for you. Amen? Amen. You know, this is... Um, the, Look at Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19 and verse 1. Acts 19 and verse 1. 
Let me say this first. Thank you, Lord. This idea of, of dependency, the dependency, we, we should depend on the Holy Spirit to be who he is in our life every day. This, is, this should be a, a place of that we actually depend on him. And, and again, this goes back to natural fixes. I can't get away from this. It, it doesn't work when you look for when you, your dependence in someone else. That it doesn't work. But we do have someone that we can depend on to be there at all times. Amen. And it, he, he always works. That's right. this, this word of dependence is, is a pretty strong word. The word depend literally means to adhere to. Adhere to. I mean, you're fully committed. There's, there's no back and forth. I mean, think about this. Do we depend on oxygen to breathe? Yes? Do crops depend on weather? Yes. Babies depend on mama. The, the, uh, the life of a baby is fully dependent upon the mother to feed them, to change them, to clothe them. They can do nothing on their own. They are fully dependent on mom. And then that same baby grows up. And then they want to be self-dependent. I haven't fully arrived to that stage, but we're getting pretty close. <laughs> self-dependent. And, and it's just, he was showing me this today about how, how we'll, we'll sometimes talk about our children like, oh, I'm so, well, we don't use this word. This is how I was hearing it said to me. We're so proud of so-and-so. They are such a strong-willed person, so self-dependent. And he was showing me how wrong that really is. Now, listen, it's okay to be strong-willed and stand for what's right and not be pushed around. But the idea of being self-dependent is not good. Now, you have just removed, again, a person of the Godhead from our life because he's the helper he, he's our helper. And if we have the, our children that are showing themselves as, as, you know what, bless God, I can do this by myself. Okay, now let's, we need to teach them how to take that attitude and not be swayed from what we know is right. It's called training up your child in the way they should go. Those, those attributes are not bad. It's just knowing how to direct them. Amen. We should be 100% dependent on the Holy Spirit in our life every day, every minute. Amen. Just as a baby's dependent on mama, that's what it should look like for us to be dependent on the Holy Spirit. Lord, I can't do anything without you. Jesus himself said, 
I don't do anything unless I see the Father do it or I hear him. I'm not going to say it unless I hear him say it. He wasn't walking around, bless God, I can do this, whatever I want to do. I am Jesus, the Son of God. I groan. <laughs> that wasn't his attitude. <laughs> he was dependent on the Father. And he says, now I'm going to send someone to you that you can be dependent upon to do things just like I did. To walk this earth as I walk. And I, th- I find it very interesting. Jesus, as, as a man, not, not the Son of God, as a man, Son of Man. He said, I'm, he referred to himself more as the Son of Man than the Son of God. Yes, he's the Son of God, but I, he goes, I'm here as a man. How he was able to walk this planet with disease, with viruses, they had junk then too. And it never touched him as a man. Why? Because he was obedient to the Father. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to say anything. Father, I rely on you to lead me, guide me, and protect me. He relied on the source of life to keep him and protect him. He said, look, no one can take my life from me. Ain't nobody, ain't no thing going to take my life from me because I will remain. We can say the same thing. Hallelujah. And it came to pass, uh, Acts 19, 1, and it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth and Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples, he said to them, have you received the Holy Ghost? These were believers. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Like, what, what church you been going to? You, you <laughs> Can you imagine what Paul did right here? And he said to them, what church are you going to? I'm just kidding. And he said to them, where were you baptized? Or, yeah, where, then what then were you baptized? They said unto him, unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him, which should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus, this is salvation. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. The, uh, tongues didn't come on them. The Holy Ghost came on them. Amen. Tongues was the result that just came out of their spirit Amen. of what just moved into them and who moved in and who moved up on. That was the immediate effect of what happened. 
See, don't, don't get all hung up on the, the tongues part. That's of the devil. No, it ain't. I ain't never seen the devil baptize anybody in the Holy Ghost. But he does work overtime to keep the believers from hearing about the Holy Ghost. Paul just found out, then what in the world church are you going to, son? They don't talk about the Holy Ghost? Oh, we, don't, we don't believe that here. Well, let me tell you something. I'm thankful we're in a place that we do believe the Holy Ghost. We do believe in the power of him working through us and tongues and interpretation and prophesying by the Spirit of God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I can confidently say there's no drawing back from it. Matter of fact, it'll probably be increasing. Just a poke in the eye. Amen. We're going to be the most powerful house in this valley. We're going to be if I can, <laughs> the most powerful church. I'm not saying the best and the only. I'm saying we're going to be the most powerful church in this valley, in the state, in the northwest region, and the word of God is going to go forth from this house across the world, across nations, bringing people here, getting them filled, saved, set free, and back on the road, especially those that are preaching the gospel, get them in here, filled up, replenished, refreshed, and off till they go. You know, I... I was preaching in a small, small gathering one time, and I was on the, the, along the lines of the Holy Ghost, and man, I was so blessed. I said, hey, is there anyone here that's never been baptized in the Holy Ghost? And one man raised his hand. He came forward. We started talking. I started knowing things, words of knowledge. This man was a pastor of a church, of a denominational church that he just got kicked out of because he started preaching Bible. And he goes, you know, I've been wanting, wanting this. That preacher just got filled, baptized in the Holy Ghost, I think his sermon is a little bit different now. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you're in this house tonight and you've never received, if you've never moved from salvation to the baptism of the Holy Ghost, if I can encourage you the best in my little Texas style, I can. Please, I'm not going to twist your arm, but man, it's, it's vital. It's vital. Watch your prayer, your prayer life change. I keep praying the same prayers. It just seems like they're getting to the ceiling and they're bouncing back to me. Your prayer life will change. Your, the environment around you will change. You'll be walking around. You'll be seeing that cartoon, uh, Peanuts. There's a character on there, Linus. He drug around his comforter. 
everywhere he went. He didn't go nowhere without his comforter. That dude didn't leave home, and I was made fun. I was so made fun of on my first trip to Africa because I rode out of Boise with my comforter. I, I, I didn't know it was a comforter. The, on the, on the, <laughs> I was so excited to go to Africa my first time because I knew the Lord had sent me. He, he told me I was going, and it, and it happened at this time. And I went shopping. I wanted a travel pillow, and I wanted a blanket. I know airplanes are cold, especially when you're on a tin can for 14 hours. And you're breathing other people's skin particles in the same breath. And like, you know, mask may not be all that bad on an airplane now. It's like, whoo, you went the last time you showered. Like, <laughs> but I went and bought this blanket, and it said travel blanket. like, cool, travel blanket. We're about halfway to Dubai, and I opened this package up, and it didn't stop unrolling. <laughs> it was a queen-size blanket. <laughs> and, and our awesome leader, Pastor Bill, just didn't let me leave, live that one down. I had enough for me and the four people beside me. <laughs> Y'all want some of this blanket? <laughs> I took my comforter with me. I wasn't leaving him at home. He came in handy. We were in a jungle. Man, we had some experiences. Blood on the bed, like dried blood. Sheets hadn't been washed in I don't know how long if they ever have. Guess what I did with my comforter? Laid that comforter out there, and I laid on my comforter. <laughs> Amen. We don't leave home without our comforter. He'll get us through the tough times. He's always there the good times. Comforting us, saying, it's okay. Keep going. You will remain. You will remain because we ain't done with you, boy. We ain't done with you. You're going you're, you're to stay right here and you will remain. 